0: Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Read Up, the podcast where we talk about books intellectually and stuff. Today's book is Dracula by Bram Stoker. Uh, I read this just around Halloween. Um, I know the story uh, very well through the course of reading, uh, you know, il- il- classic illustrated versions and the movies and just you know the zeitgeist and pop culture in general. But I had never really stopped to read Dracula from start to finish, and so I, I thought I would give it a whirl. Um, and it turns out I knew the story so well that I found the book a little bit of a drag. Um, because nothing in it surprised me because apparently I did know the whole thing. So, but that's okay. But on its own merits, uh, Dracula is an incredibly interesting piece of literature, um, because its main figure is barely in the book. It's barely there. You know, it's an epistolatory novel, which means that it's, it's all written in letters and diaries and all that kind of in journals and all that fun stuff. Very popular. A very popular um, nineteenth nineteenth century um, literary style, and uh, and so you know, Dracula is at the beginning in Transylvania. He disappears and through most of the book, and he's really just a shadowy figure. And I found Dracula really the most intriguing of the characters of the book. You know, you know, you have Mina and Jonathan and Van Helsing and Lucy and all these different characters, and they're all fine. They're good um Renfield and and all the all these different people and they're um it's all well and fine and good but Dracula is the thing that sucks you in as a good vampire story does you really get involved with the the vampire himself and so you can see where you can see where the other characters have kind of faded in in pop culture but there's something about Dracula that lingers it's not exactly like Frankenstein and and Frankenstein's monster because the monster lingers and Dr. Frankenstein lingers but the only other character inside of Dracula that really kind of has stuck around is Van Helsing the monster hunter who is so drastically different in pop culture than he is in the book it's almost unrecognizable Um, but I do recommend Dracula if you are interested in classic literature and why it's important. You know, this it's so evident in this book that um like Stoker like isn't is Irish and just wants people to um be down with Catholicism and he just smacks around the Anglican church. Like you wouldn't, like you wouldn't believe that certain points, like some characters are like, Oh, maybe I should look into this, you know, because the crucifix works, but mine doesn't. And so it's, it's funny that way, uh, how novels can be so of their time. Um, But, you know, we think of Dracula just as like a a simple monster story, but you know, kind of like Frankenstein in its own way. It's really also about, you know, loss and um class struggle and gender struggle and you know all of the stuff it's it's pretty good i i don't think it's as strong a book as some some of the other classic gothic monster stories that um that continue to persist to this day dr jekyll and mr hyde the strange case of dr jekyll and mr hyde um frankenstein uh, you know i think frankenstein is the um kind of the top tier the elite and then we kind of we we fall under there and i normally don't like to compare uh different books in genres i think that's bad um that's bad literary criticism bad reviewing to be like oh well i like this one more than this they're completely separate from each other but because they're all within the literary canon um sometimes that comparison is okay so uh, Go ahead and read Dracula if you want to, but you probably know it more than you think you do. Uh, and and sometimes that might take away some of the um, the edge that the book originally had. I think that, like, say, the characters of Frankenstein and Dr. Frankenstein, or Frankenstein's monster and Dr. Frankenstein, have persisted, but some of the story beats uh, haven't persisted within Frankenstein, but the story beats of... Dracula continues to this day even the idea of you know um Dracula trying to seize land and do something with that land is something we see that in vampire stories a lot um because vampires um are really about you know it's not just the monster in the night but it's really about where a creature of some kind, or something, someone that takes something from you that you can't get back. Something that is uh, precious to you, whether that's blood, or life, or love, or family, or any of these things, or land in, in this case. And so, um, and Dracula in itself is revolutionary because vampires, up until the short story "The Vampire," which then inspired the story Dracula, were creature, real creatures of the night, like real. Demons more than aristocrats and we've seen we've seen a resurgence of that in 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 modern storytelling but for a long time we've the picture of the vampire is that of the wealthy preying upon those who are not and so and and in sometimes that's spiritual wealth um financial wealth you know um familial wealth there's a there's a lot there's a lot to that so drag there's there's a lot of meat on the bones to pull apart in dracula which i appreciate but um but i was not as surprised by its storytelling as i wanted to be but that's okay can't win them all you have been listening to read up the podcast where we talk about books intellectually and stuff you can find read up on twitter at read up podcast and the host at timothy pg 13. Rate and review Read Up on iTunes and listen on any place podcasts can be found. Head over to Patreon.com slash ThoughtBubbleAudio to support all of your favorite ThoughtBubble Audio podcasts. You can find all of the ThoughtBubble Audio programs at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com. Until next time, have a good read.